Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Codec Call, the CodecMoments.com podcast. It's New Year's Eve! It's the last day of 2015 and we're sat here in my office recording a podcast. We're so cool. (laughs) We have got special Fallout beers though. We've got Fallout beer, that's amazing. Sorry Roger, we're drinking them now. We are. I feel like it's probably, there's somebody who's still got Star Wars figures in a plastic packaging who's frowning at us right now, I feel. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who who will say we should have left them sealed, but it's beer, it's New Year's Eve. Yeah, you've you got to drink it. Anymore. You've got to drink it. Um, anyway, right, I'm Andy, uh, at Clinical Andy on Twitter, and this is Matt. Hello, at Codec Moments on Twitter. Uh, and we're here basically to um, do what we normally do, but we're also going to talk about our surprises. what's surprised us and what's disappointed us in 2015, which is something we, we try and do every year. Yeah, rather, rather than just go for the our favourite game and our least favourite game, we'll try to do something a bit different and maybe capture some of those titles that don't get as much publicity. Oh, maybe they do. You'll have to see when we get there. <laughs> maybe. Right, okay. So, uh, what's what's coming up in today's podcast? So, we've got the usual, what we've been playing, uh, the reviews that we've got going on the site. Uh, we've got some more WTF, which has been a fair bit of news through December. We've got Kodak Momentum. Big shout-outs to people out there. Our surprises and disappointments. Your challenge that we introduced last month, the yeah. cycling challenge. We've got a bit more of a progress update on that. And I think there's a quiz. You made me take my headphones off and cover my ears for about 20 minutes whilst you were doing something. So I think there's a quiz coming. You know me. And that might be about it. I think there's plenty for us to go out there. Right, let's crack on. So what have we been playing and reviewing this month at codecmoments.com? Well, I'm looking at the list of what we played this month and in a very strange twist you've played about four times more than i have so i think you've got to go first (laughs) i have i really have so um i played i played a bit i played a bit of just cause three which i really enjoyed um but i haven't played a huge amount and the reason being is that i've had loads on my plate loads to do so the big games i've been playing i've played a lot of uh, rainbow six siege and just dance 2016 because i'm still trying to finish writing the reviews but I've, I've played a fair bit of those games and um yeah that's coming next week so <laughs> just okay tell me what you thought about just because because we have got a review up and um, that went up just before christmas i know what i thought my thoughts were already in there what's your impression i've really enjoyed it and, and it is i think some of the criticism level that it has been it's more of the same it's more of just cause two and mm-hmm. like I, I seem to recall saying this about far cry Four before it came out, and that's no bad thing in my mind. No. Um, I'm I'm all right with that, and I've enjoyed what I've played, and it seems to be a nice iteration from the second one. The, the only thing I'll say is the loading times, and I know that's been patched, but I haven't played it since it's been patched out. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's something definitely to to point out. Once that patch went in, the loading times more than halved. Um, it, it made it a little bit slicker. It's still there. It's still quite a bit of loading, but it's not as intrusive now. But that that would have been my main complaint. But as I say, I, I something we'll touch on later. But I've not had a huge amount of time to to get to know it. And and testament to that, I've I've not played Fallout Four this month at all. <gasps> and I've I've got so much of that left to do. I've hardly I've hardly scraped the surface. So I've 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 got a backlog. That's a fair to say. You have. Go on then. So, what, what have you been fitting in? Because looking well, at that list, it seems like you've been taking the mobile. I've option. been playing a lot of mobile games, so we've been we've been away a bit. So um, on the Vita, I played uh, Big Fest. 
Citizens of Earth and Nuclear Throne. I want to know what's Big Fest like. Big Fest is good. It's um did, did you ever play Theme Park? Yeah. It's like Theme Park but for um but for a festival. And because we we saw something oh it must be 2 years ago and we it said was, oh, know, that was, looks really good. It was it, it was 2 years ago cuz um I was sat in Crawley writing a piece about what was coming up in 2014 and it was only released about a month ago. Yeah, it was the beginning <laughs> of November it came out. So, yeah, no, um that's good. Uh, it, it's it's good fun. It's it's nice. It's it's not got a huge amount of depth to it, but there's a lot to do and there's it's fun. It's fun and finding the new bands and um you know the music that you can get on it. If you're into music, you should definitely give it a go. Are, really are the actual bands as well? Yeah, is sometimes it, it I'm like told they're um, yeah, I'm told they're like they're unsigned artists or they're they're bands that are, are being kind of pushed forward for promotion and and they are it is all real music and it yeah. is all if you connect online you can download more you download more songs and you can have access to more bands and things and then each band's got like a rating as to um how big a crowd they'll draw but of course the bigger crowd they'll draw the the bigger prima donnas they're going to be so the yeah. higher demand so the it, it adds complexity there so you, you're running around trying to find their guitars or you know trying to find them a bowl of red m&ms <laughs> it's good fun it is good fun oh, excellent yeah. no, no I'd, I'd, I'd fancied it and um, it's one of those I might pick up um, when I get some Vita time yeah so Citizens of Earth as well kind of you know comic RPG similar to Attack Light which I was playing on um, on my mobile it's it's kind of you know fairly light hearted RPG stuff that I mm. you know the kind of stuff I I love that nobody else probably gets into and um, yes I've enjoyed that Nuclear Throne was a game I'd played on the Mac. I'd, I'd got it as um, early access on Steam. And it, it was disappointing in that sense, not because it's a bad game, it's a great game, but I could never get my control my control pad to work with it on the Mac. Oh. So it came out on the Vita and uh, I think it was a cross-play, so a cross-buy, so uh, I thought, I love that. And it's great, it's really good, really good fun. Worth, worth doing, because I, I see a lot on Twitter about it. An awful lot about it, and I keep thinking, should I go and get it? It's a roguelike. It's 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 a lot of fun. It's um, you know, it doesn't really take any um, it doesn't really take any mental agility. It's it's just it's good fun. And then what else? Oh, I am bread. <laughs> now <laughs> that, that's that's from the guys who made Surgeon Simulator, isn't it? Yeah, sorry. There's uh, yes, it it is. It's from uh, it's Bossa. And it's it's a good little game. You, you basically play a slice of bread and you've got to get across the kitchen or the room that you happen to be in and find some way to toast yourself. <laughs> Whether it be on the hob, in the toaster, uh, you know, in the electric bar fire. It, it, it's, uh, it's good fun. There was, um, there's a bit of a sale on over Christmas on um, iOS games for um, 79p. So I bought that. Because I've been meaning to try it for ages and I thought 79p, I can't really, can't really go wrong. Sounds like a bargain. Um... And then I've played Journey and Shadowfall, which uh, are Codec Momentum games of mine. I'll talk about those later. Great. Don't look at me with that tone of voice. Um, <laughs> and the other thing I've been playing is Star Trek Trexels, which is another mobile game. It's awful. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> I thought you were about to tell me it was the best thing no, you've played all month. It's properly bad. It's really bad. It's um, it's basically all the all the. It, it's got a kind of, I don't know. It's an eight bit kind of Star Trek resource management thing where you build a starship and you build the rooms and you collect power and 
energy um, and uh, command. It, it's do, do, terrible. Do you fly through space? You do do a bit of that. Um, but I'm a big Star Trek geek. I like Star Trek. Um, and I'm a bit annoyed that it's only, at the moment, the original series. I, I want to kind of unlock the Voyager. Is it? Is it not um, Next Generation? There is, but you've got to unlock. Oh, you've got to unlock the Enterprise D, and you've got to unlock Voyager. It's a bit disappointing, though. Very disappointing. Did you have to pay for it? Well, do you know that's the worst thing? It is. It it feels like the worst free game, and it's actually paid for. Oh no! It's, it's more than I paid for. I am bred, so I'm <laughs> I am a bit. Oh, the Star Trek geek in me made me buy it, but it is. It's really bad, but but I just love it. And the other day, so you have you have crew members, and you can allocate your crew members to work in certain rooms, and then you you reap the uh, the rewards of their efforts. Yeah. Um. And the other day, I, I'd allocated so many crew members, and still had a few left over. And the top of the screen just said seven of nine crew allocated, and I I had a little mini <laughs> nerdgasm. <laughs> Please dig me out of this hole. <laughs> Let's move on then. <laughs> okay. Um, so this last month, I think I stated in the last podcast, I probably wouldn't be playing a great deal because I had some big games to get through. I just caused three and Fallout 4. Coincidentally, the two reviews that have actually gone up on the site this month. Um, <laughs> I'll add that Roger wrote the Fallout 4 review. Um, go and check it out. He's, he's a massive fan. He's really loved it. Um, did he... He actually stalked his local Target store in the US so he could buy Nuka-Cola Quantum and he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go read his review, it's good. Um, I've put in, when I checked it the other day, 95 hours so far. I've only just finished the Brotherhood of Steel side of the story. Wow. There are two other factions for me to go back and do because I did a bit of... um, sensible saving so i could go back and have a look at the other ones um <laughs> but i was forcing myself through the story missions there's still a lot of miscellaneous and side quests and all sorts of things i haven't done probably a good 30 40 percent of the map i've not even been to properly yet wow um so there's a lot going on there it over the christmas period where i've had some time off i've played nothing else it's just been sat in rest mode and you boot on have an hour here an hour there and it flies by brilliant game absolutely brilliant on the flip side, I played a lot of Just Cause 3 before Christmas, getting ready for the review. <laughs> very, very lengthy. I think there's a lot of a lot of time to be put in there, and I wouldn't be surprised if I was 40 hours by the time I finished the story. It, it's just a shame it gets very repetitive. Hmm. All the way, all the way through. And it suffers a little bit from the Far Cry 4 thing you alluded to earlier on, that it might be just a reskinned version of the previous game. Um, but from a a point of view, I got to the end of Far Cry 4 and still hadn't visited a third of the map because the game hadn't sent me there. It was the same with Just Cause 3. It's kind of it's kind of like it's got Ubisoft syndrome because um, part of the preparation for this that we've been doing, we've been going back through last year's podcast about what we were surprised and disappointed mm. by. And two of the points you made there was, number one, about the, um, the size of the map in Far Cry 4, but also... The lack of, um, or the complete repetition, the lack of any variety in watchdogs was a massive issue, yes. and it sounds like Just Cause it, 3 is it similar. It does. I mean, the get-out-of-jail point for Just Cause is the physics and the mechanics that you can switch it up yourself. You've got a lot to choose from. 
but when you when you hit the final story mission and the the game's effectively chunked into three sections of map you've got your beginning one you've got the middle one you've got the end one the end area of the map is twice as big as the first two put together and the first two are pretty sizable so you spent a lot of time getting through them and you get to the last set of missions and they're all clustered in this bottom right hand corner of this massive map area and you just don't go and visit any of it and it's got, uh, I said this in the review, it has the worst final boss battle I have played in years. It's appalling. Sorry. Sorry, Avalanche. It's terrible. I mean, really, how you actually thought you could get away with putting that out there. It is, worse, it is bad. Worse than some of the bosses tacked onto Deus Ex. It's worse than that. Oh. It's awful. Um, I enjoyed the game because I liked the destruction, but it just started to turn into a grind, and I'm now wondering... Do I go back and liberate all these other areas just to unlock stuff which now doesn't have a point because I finished the game? <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little bit like that with it, and might come to that a bit later on as well. All right, okay. But um, I got myself out of Just Cause Three, and I got out of Fallout Four, and I made myself play a couple of other things. What was that? Um, Batman: Arkham Knight. I've gone back to that. Oh, you gone back? The season of Infamy got released as part of the season pass. Ooh. And that chucks you back into Gotham, into the main game, and you get, um, I think it's either four or five supervillains to chase down. So I've done the first two, League of Shadows and Mad Hatter, and I think I've got two or three more to do. Oh, cool. Um, that's been nice. That's been really nice going back into the proper game, not just one of the tacked-on combat simulators, going back into the proper game and using the variety of skills that Batman has. Yeah, I basically heard it was the it was the best and most expansive of the add-ons yet. Yeah. It's something I can understand why it wasn't in the main game to begin with because it w- that would have made the main game really long. And particularly with the Mad Hatter bit, I got to a section in that and I went, ah, I know why it's an expansion. It, it worked really well. Does what Rocksteady do best. Um, I had to go on the other bits and pieces in Arkham Knight, so the additional races, I don't mind the races, a few combat challenges, it's more of the same with a reskin. But the Season of Infamy is actually quite nice. I'm enjoying that. Um, And then I also had to go at, after my um, WRC 5 excursion the other month um, and wanting a rally game, the Sebastian Loeb Rally Evo demo hit the store. Um, Have you rushed out to get your pre-order? No. No. (laughs) I don't think I will be. <laughs> I've. It gives you a hub area which you're free to drive around in, and it gives you one track to play. But you've got three cars that you can use. So there's, you know, there's a little bit for you to have a go at, and the hub area feels um, a bit dirt two esque. Okay. Which is quite nice. It's not stunt driven. It's about it's about racing. So that that's pretty good. Um, I then went into the track, and. It just doesn't feel like you're connected with the car and the track at any point. It looks lovely. It plays really nice. It does all the things correctly that WRC 5 missed. But from what I've played so far, WRC 5 gave me a lot of fun in the racing. Whereas this, I mean, I I, I had three... I had three runs on the track last night and not one of the runs did I finish without flat tyres. Oh, right. Because it's just I was incurring so much damage getting around it. It's very tight, very narrow, and it's just... It wasn't fun. And that's what I want from a rally games. So I'm I'm not sure. I may end up getting it just because I want one, and I don't know if I can last till April with um, Dirt Rally coming. Because that's what I'm waiting for. And I think I said it to you earlier on. 
It's the one thing that's missing from all rally games. It's code masters. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't beat a Cody's rally you game. You can't. Uh, and I always enjoyed their racing games, but their rally games have been top notch. All right, well, good stuff. So, what's uh, what's on the site that's that's worth mentioning? I mean, you've already mentioned Rogers Fallout Four review. You've done Just Cause Three. You can go to codecmoments.com and and check these out. And unfortunately, that's about it for December because it's been holiday season yeah, and, be, and there are two reviews that we're waiting for to be fair just going back to the show notes i have i, I did see several things on the list and, and think oh we've got something to talk about here but actually two of them are ones i've already <laughs> said i've not done yet <laughs> so we've got a rainbow six seeds review and a just dance 2016 review coming sorry. in there but they're both on you sorry you. Um, I, I have to put my hand up and, and say i haven't played the final part of game of thrones yet um so i need to get that done so these are things that are coming up Keep an eye on it. We will put new content up in January. So there you go, CodecMoments.com. It's getting more content in January. WTF? What's that, fellas? Right, WTF? It's um, it's what's that, fellas? It's our news section, I suppose. Yeah, what stuff that makes us go? What the? Big. Flipping hell is that? Yeah. I I censored myself because I remembered how long it took me to find the sensor beep in the last podcast and, and edited. <laughs> Keep that in mind then. <laughs> what news have we got then? What's made you what's right. made you kind of exclaim? Well, uh, this didn't really make me explain, but we we'd be remiss from a Metal Gear Solid inspired site name and design if we didn't mention Kojima setting up his own studio. Who's he? Some some <laughs> Chinese bloke who makes games. Wow, that's going to get rage. Ah, uh, yes, it's Hideo Kojima, the Japanese renowned Japanese game developer. We do know what we're talking about sometimes. Um, yeah, he's he's obviously announced his own studio. He's announced a partnership with Sony. Um, there was the initial thing that saying, "No, oh, right, his his first game will be PlayStation exclusive. It's going to be PlayStation and PC, I believe. Right? It's not just PlayStation exclusive." Um, and quite frankly, outside a logo, no one has a clue what is going on in that studio. It'll be over time, over budget, over hyped, but probably amazing. It'll be great. What we do know is it won't be Metal Gear Solid, no, <laughs> because he no longer owns the rights to that series. Is my understanding still with Konami? He's done some other things. There. What about um... Zone of the Enders? Mm. Which it wasn't bad. What's the other? What's the other one? It's, uh, Police Knots. Oh, which is going back. That's before uh, Metal Gear Solid, I believe. So our experience. If it, oh, did he have something to do with Castlevania? One of the Castlevania games. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but I don't know if it was just a hand in production. But our experience has been Metal Gear Solid. We know he won't be doing Metal Gear Solid. It'll be interesting to see if we get something that's not um, a stealth game. Yeah, I'm almost wondering if he'll um, he'll follow up the the Silent Hill esque horror route that he, he's already been going down. I, I think it'll be heavily tied to the movie industry. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if um, whatever they decide on, he gets uh, Guillermo del Toro on board with him because mm. they were they were well set for doing Silent Hill, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's interesting. So um, we'll keep an eye out for um, Hideo. I, I think it'll be, what, two years, do you reckon, before we see anything, let alone get even a release date? Easy. Yeah. 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 Um, so what What else is in the... What else is made the... Oh, game. Yeah. Game the, not doing too well. The UK games retailer 
They've had their second profit warning in 2015, which is slightly misleading because their first profit warning in 2015 was in January after last Christmas's sales. Yeah. So this this time they've come out a little bit early in December and, and said that actually we don't we don't think our performance this Christmas is going to be as good as we'd expected. So um, it is technically their second profit warning in 2015, but I think lumping them both together as if they've just they've just both happened is a bit unfair. Well, there's also the thing, you get them out of the way together and you'd have to deal with it in 2016. Well, there is that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, let's just be clear. The profit warning, is it just them stating that they're not going to make the profit that they expected um, for their shareholders? Yep. Or is it that they are not going to make any profit? No, it's the, the, I don't know exactly what they're talking about, but it's not they're, they're not going to make the profit they'd expected. And there's talk about whether they'll actually be able to, uh, whether they'll still do their dividend in next year. So right, we'll um, we'll find out more about that later. But I mean, it's basically what what's wrong with game? I mean, they've come they've come back from the financial problems they had before. They floated again, um, and I think the general consensus is they're too expensive. And well, I get it, and I I don't buy a lot of things from them either for that very reason. But it's a tricky situation. If you want a specialist game shop on the high street, in this day and age, you have to accept they're going to have overheads. They can't be as cheap as Amazon. They can't be as cheap as Shop 2. And I suppose what we need to be doing is paying for their expertise and the people in the stores. And I have to say, in my experience in the stores that I go to, the staff are all very good. They know what they're talking yeah. about. Um, but that's not everybody's experience, I'm sure. Uh, and it can't be because the nature of they're just a massive retailer. Yeah. But my experience is exactly the same as yours. My local branch, brilliant people, always know what they're talking about, always very helpful, always very knowledgeable. Yeah. I don't get that when I walk into Sainsbury's. In fact, you're lucky if you get a top ten games if you walk into a supermarket. It, and that's the thing. And this is this is the thing. Uh, you you get a wider selection. Although I must say, I, I went to um, I'm going to name names now. I went to game in Meadow Hall recently and i um it was when i was having my when i had my resurgence of the the mobile gaming mm. and uh, i said to the manager there oh have you got have you got a vita section and he laughed and he went, yeah it's, it's down there and i kind of looked between two there were six games <laughs> at the bottom shelf I was, okay thank you oh, well so, not yeah, yeah, not, not the best example there. But, in, in fairness, but supermarkets don't even bother with a Wii no, U section exactly. anymore. So, but there is a lot more selection there, and there's a lot more things you can go to. And if you're looking for Xbox, PlayStation, um, 3DS stuff, there, there's a lot of stuff there you're not yeah. going to pick up in the supermarket. Um, and the big argument that kind of gets me is, well, if Tesco and Sainsbury's can do it so much cheaper, why can't Game? Look, we'll tell you this. They're using them as a loss leader, okay? They're putting them out on the day of release much cheaper than anywhere else because they want you to go in, buy it there, and do your shopping while you're there, okay? They're using it to get you into the store. That's why they're there all in the front door, racked up. It's a loss leader. Game can't do that because that's that's all they make money on. And you can see them trying to branch out into other stuff to get people into the store, you know, um, second-hand electronics, second-hand games. You know, second-hand games is all profit to them. But again, is it too expensive? I think that's I think that's something you need to address. I I trade all my stuff in there. Um, we all know you don't get a great deal for second-hand games. It's easy to do because selling them yourself online can just be a pain. But 
buying second-hand games out of them sometimes. They're only two, three pounds cheaper than the brand new ones. Well, they've got a sale on the moment. I was looking online, and the pre-owned is all about £10 more than than the new, some of the new stuff. So yeah. that's that's exceptional circumstances. But I think the long and the short of it is if you want game to be there on the high street, we we need to start using them. And you need to use the expertise, and you need to go in there yeah. for some other stuff. Okay, maybe maybe don't buy the latest release there if you can get it cheaper in the supermarket. But if you fancy something a bit different, go in there, have a talk with the people that work there, find something interesting, and, and buy it from them. Yeah. There Oth- we go. Otherwise, there won't be there won't be a choice. Otherwise, we can just all go to Sainsbury's and order stuff on Shop Two. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we do at the moment. That's exactly <laughs> what we do. Oh god, I don't know where I'm going with this. Right, what's next? <laughs> next. Right. Okay, we've finished that one rant. Let's move to another one. Um, as we've read today, I've read this. Um, PlayStation 4 has been hacked. Oh, no! Uh, Piracy! Ah, well, kind of. It's been hacked to run Linux, which is quite a nice um, achievement, in fairness. I think it's the Fail Overflow team that have done it. They put a presentation up at um, a conference recently and uh, worked through what what they could do and the information they were getting out of the system, uh, what it was capable of. It, it's it's interesting stuff. They haven't said how they've done it. There's um, been a logic in the background somewhere that says we read something three weeks ago about somebody who'd hacked into the PS4 and was getting towards doing the same thing, but it was with a firmware that was 18 months old, so it's not like it's a new unit they've bought off a shop shop shelf and have then managed to deal with. I like the fact that people do this. It It's interesting. I it's dislike the, it's the, the scientist, shouting It's the screaming. scientist in us. We, we like people, you know, playing with stuff and tinkering, especially when they're saying things like, you know, putting up in a conference. Come on. That's appealing. I believe it was remotely broadcast into that conference as well. <laughs> it was, no, it, it, that's how it hits the shouting and screaming about piracy, you know, it's the end of Sony and, and everything else. And, and you just look at it and think, no, it's not. The skill and expertise it takes to do something like this is not going it's, to happen for the man blunt. on the street. It's not something that I'm going to be able to go and do tomorrow. Is it? Let's, let's be fair. Although it says here they um, they managed to get a Game Boy Advanced version of Pokemon running on it. Yeah, that was how they signed off the conference. Yeah. Uh, although it signed off the presentation. They, so they had um, games running on it under Linux on a PS4. And <laughs> so quite you're frankly, doomed. We can now run are. Game Boy Advance games on it. <laughs> I know. I, I am um, <laughs> not caring at all about that. I missed the whole Pokemon phase anyway. I'm far too old for that. But it... Um, now, it, it's great that they can do these things. They do, uh, the, the amount of skill, technical knowledge required is fantastic. Is it the end of the games industry? No way. No way. They did this with the PS3. The did, PS3 was it six years, seven PS3 years before ran they Linux that? natively originally, and that, that didn't bankrupt Sony. No, so. it did it originally. And it was six or seven years before they hacked it, and they still couldn't get it to run easily, um, pirated games. I think there's the assumption it will happen, given what happened with the 360. And it just doesn't work like that anymore, unfortunately. The um, ubiquitous software patches will deal with it. Mm. Um, so even if they do get it to work, it'll get patched um, and you'll have to sit with a disconnected console, which I'm sure yeah, some you, people would love. But exactly. You may, if, you, if you want to buy a PlayStation 4, disconnect it from the internet and just play 8-bit games on it, this is for you. Yeah. <laughs> or you could just do it on any Android device. Or a PC. you know a PC, um, yeah. <laughs> I back to the point. 
I love the skill it takes. I love the inquisitiveness and the ingenuity it takes to get there. I fail to see a point sometimes. I'm not going to do it. No. No. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay, last month we cack-handedly discussed uh, Couch Co-op and um, lots of people got in touch with us, which was really nice, actually. Made us feel validated. Yes. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Mike Tack Films asked us um, really about what did he say? The reality of modern games uh, versus escapism offered by the pure fun of uh, Nintendo type games. What was our take on it? Um, he gives an example of Battlefield. It's fun. Um, it's not just a grind and a slog against angry teens. No. Um, but then he was talking about anger and hatred on forums around a lot of modern <laughs> games. Sorry, I just couldn't help but read that in Yoda's voice. <laughs> I want you to say it in Yoda's voice. Anger and hatred lead to the dark side, they will particularly on gaming forums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it was he made a really good point. You know, where's where's the fun gone from sitting together on a couch and playing games and, and why are people removing it as an option? So we obviously last month didn't do a lot of research, didn't want to mess <laughs> it up. Um and have still not done a lot of research because we've just got you guys to answer it. We've had some fantastic feedback coming from people, which we'll go through quite a lot of it, but it echoes a l- you know, pretty much what we were thinking. I think it's fair to say. Which is, it, it's not dead. It's just that we've grown up and we um, we have to sit at home on our own <laughs> connected via a console. <laughs> That's one aspect of it. Yes, but it, it's good to know some of the some of the feedback that comes in, like Nick Case um, at All Fall Down, um, and that's down with a zero rather mm. than a no. Um, he has pointed out it's his time at uni. They had a console in the living room where they would sit as a split screen couch co-op for nights on end playing the I mean it's like specifically blops two zombies mode. Um but also makes good, a big point that when choice. when they got new games it wasn't about a split screen competitive experience. It was one person playing it through, the others absorbing the story. Um and he used Until Dawn as well as a recent example where they would take it in terms to make decisions and then pass the pad on. Now, do you know, I have not played Until Dawn, and I really want to do that now. I want to I want to get a group of people together, get a few beers, and sit down as a group and, and play it in that way. I think that would be an awesome I, way to do that it. That would be perfect. I mean, having, having played it start to finish, that would have been absolutely spot on, and that's what he did. Um, so he he's hitting that point that actually what we already know is that single-player games can be couch co-op as well. There has been over the years couch cop split screen in the multiplayer shooters, which was the same when I was at university, which is a fair few years before Nick. Uh, so time that, splitters, yeah, or time splitters. I mean, Connor sent us a few notes. <laughs> we'll get to that because I did a lot of that with him. But the um, that, he's still there, so that's that's really nice to know that actually there's an appetite in those kind of situations. We might not be at uni anymore with sixteen people around all the time. But it still happens, and by the looks of it, some of the things he's mentioned as well, things like Nom Nom Galaxy and Little Big Planet Three, there are games coming out where you can sit together and play. I would definitely agree with that. So Square Freak from Twitter wrote in and um, said that the family, our family motto is the family that plays together stays together, and says before my son was born, it was the couple that plays together stays together. I've gone Alan Partridge. Um, we love couch co-op games and have a ton of them. To name a few, Borderlands, 1, 2, and pre-sequel, Diablo 3, pretty much any Lego game, we have most of them. 
Um, Knacks, Belunky, Minecraft, many more. Uh, I, it's, yeah, I, I like the sentiment that we, as a yeah. family, we play games, and this is um, this is, well, we'll play on that in a bit. Yeah, we'll play on that trope in a, in a little while. I feel. Yeah, I, I like that. That's I mean, um, as I say, oh, Graham, Graham's a bit like that with his son. Yeah, Graham, he, yeah. Graham plays a lot of um, a lot of games with Noah. In fact, I've, I've been to visit Graham over Christmas, and uh, his little boy Noah, who's seven, eight now, seven. My godson, I should know. Um, made me go and play WWE 2K16. <laughs> Did he beat you? Absolutely <laughs> annihilated me. Honestly, guy's a legend. So yeah, no, I I love that sentiment. It's great. It's great. Um, and it, it makes that good point as well, doesn't it? Um, Square Freak tells us that um, Couch Cop's going to be there for Battleborn when that comes out later. I say later in 2016, which is obviously another Gearbox title. Which is always catered for that cooperative play, which is massively important. Yeah, he also makes a great point that in a, in a family, it's a good way of um, settling arguments over who's playing a game. If you can all actually sit down together and play something as a as a family, you don't have that conflict. Yeah, I really like that because yeah. you know having having a kid myself, I I've always worried about who's going to fight over. Is it going to be me or Rosie gets to play the console? She's not that old. Yes. She's eighteen months. Yeah, you've got to train it's her. It's not far off. Um but no, that's that's that counterpoint to what's happening in the student houses that Nick had made that you're happy enough to play a single player game because you've got an experience to absorb. But obviously it completely works differently with kids. At Fury Ace it's Fury A C three, but I'm gonna humor him on this occasion. Um got in touch with this basically say um what what changed it for him and his brother, who used to play a lot of couch cart, was uh, Halo. And I have to agree with this because uh, Halo was was one of the games that I first co op campaign games I played. Sat next to somebody, um, which my housemate, little Paul, when I was in uh, I was at Nottingham Uni. So back to the university thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we uh, we used to go around um, before we lived together. We'd go around to his house, and uh, about three of us would sit down and uh, just blast through the Halo campaign. You remember? Um Adam Killsby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They used to do the same with him. I think it was go. Halo I think it was Halo two. There yeah, you go. Yeah, they used to do the same with him. So Stuart Stuart says that um they uh, they go back and play the first chunk through with his brother on Christmas Day back in the day and since then he's run through every Halo campaign on co op with him, uh, including <laughs> Halo Wars. Fair play. That's but that's a nice thing. That's we're back to family again. There are reasons people do this and if him and his brother do this for every single one. Does the latest Halo have co-op? I've not played uh, Halo 5 Guardians, um, but I will find out. I imagine it will do. I've got the back of my head it's not there. Keep talking. Stu would be able to tell us. Straight off. I'm sure he would. Whilst you um, fact-check that, um, he does also point out as well, um, tied in with his brother's stuff, he mentions Army of Two. Now, you see, going back to game... This was again two years. Was it two years ago? It was when we started our cost of a coffee before fully been, roping Brian and the profit. Would have been. It would have been two years ago. We um we went to game in Halifax on a very cold January day, mm-hmm. and we decided we were going to spend less than a fiver on a game. We we're just going to go out buy any game less than a fiver, and we picked up Army of Two and played through that. It was brilliant. Oh, fantastic fun. We did, yeah, we sat for the entire afternoon. I think we spent £3 on it as well. It was less than a cup of coffee. 
It was awesome. It was so good. The article's still back on the site. Um, but as, as Stu points out, he's gone for that. And they're not critically the best games in the world, but when you've got somebody else with you, it enhances the fun. You point out the flaws. You'll have a go at how badly acted it is or how ridiculous it is, but you'll enjoy it more for it than sat on your it's own. Like watching a, it's like watching a bad movie. Yeah, well, I, I.e., yeah. Olympus has fallen. <laughs> you don't get much worse than that. <laughs> um, and just, just, you were right. Halo Five Guardians doesn't have local co-op. I thought I'd read something. Mm. I'm sure the internet exploded when that was announced. So there we go. So go out, go to game, pick up a cheap game, play it with your friends, because um, it's better than Olympus yeah. has fallen. I will mention one more thing to switch before we move on from Stu's, because he also mentions Kane and Lynch, which was also a cost of a coffee that we did. And exactly the same idea. It would have been. It was Kane and Lynch two that we did as cost of the coffee. Is that the one with the the dirty handicam? The the YouTube filter. filter. Um, And Stu nails it. It it might be a bad game, but it will be fun in co-op. I played on my own, and it was terrible. It was one of the worst games I've ever played. But I could see it as two of you just taking the mic. Would have been great. Um, Colin Psalm sixty seven on Twitter says uh, he still plays. Couch co-op in his house on a regular basis. FIFA being the game of choice. Um, that the peril of uh, having a seventeen-year-old son who's beating him. Because I've got the same issue now with my uh, with my nephew who's like thirteen. And yeah, absolutely, a few years ago, I could I could beat him no problem at FIFA. It was it was just it was fun. Now he's got game. Yeah, he knows yeah. what he's doing now. He knows where the buttons are. <laughs> Now, I, t- I can see this, um, and maybe it's part of what will eventually keep the couch cop going. Uh, Christmas Eve, they, there's a, a couple that we spend Christmas Eve with every year, and um, they always have lots of friends around, lots of kids. And we've seen the kids grow up this year, a bunch of now 11-year-olds, I think they are, take themselves off, Xbox One, FIFA. But they're all sat playing together, four men four boys Mm. on a team playing and if they're sat doing that now it just feels like it's instilling that sense of fun camaraderie achievement to take it further so as long as they're still doing that even if it is just say fifa or madden or an nhl game it's going to keep it going yeah by the way nhl legacy um which my nephew showed me on the 360 is a really great looking game for a 360 game. Really, really, really good looking game. Um, plays very well too. So uh, that's a that's a recommendation. Excellent. Um, so Connor. Well, yeah, we we've saved this one to last. I hesitate to say the best to last because it's the one that involves us probably more than anything else. Um, but Connor makes absolutely cracking points. So when he was growing up, it's uh, Streets of Rage, Sonic Two, all through his formative years, playing those types of games with friends. Yeah, for me, it was uh, it was me and my friend Martin Lamb playing Sonic Two, and oh, and my friend Martin Grace and I playing uh, the Chaos Engine on the Amiga and um, Alien Breed. Oh, I remember that. Oh, so the Amiga, the Amiga days, half a keyboard each, Scorch tanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that that you know that's that's early days. But then we're back into this um, college and university, and I spent an inordinate amount of time with Connor and probably five or six other people in that room playing Tekken, Quake, 
time splitters to death and they were it was always anything that was split screen we used to play uh, my friends and i uh, when we we're in because uh, you were at university by then but i was still in secondary school <laughs> you were just about to finish um we used to play quake and we'd go around and uh we'd we'd set up a we'd set up a match with one rocket launcher that didn't respawn so it's basically the first guy to get to the launcher would dominate and then everyone else would just try and nail that one person so they could have a chance of getting the rocket launcher when they dropped it. Oh, awesome, awesome game mode. You see, that's you know that's actually one of the things about the couch cop. You can set your own rules up. Yeah. I mean even even if it's not um even if it's not specific or a rule set or a match that you could you can make we had specific think- rules that we would play with like nobody was allowed to use Eddie Gardo in Tekken. Do you, do you think um, do you think some game modes are a bit too curated now? The the design to extract the highest level of sense of achievement out of them. But the fixed you can't do a lot with them unless you're a PC gamer. In fairness, they get to tweak and, and play. But from a console point of view, unless you're going and creating private matches in Battlefield and Call of Duty, and even in Battlefield you've got to pay for your servers, haven't you? Mm. If you're doing a private match. Um, yeah, yeah, you, it's forced upon you. You haven't got. It doesn't feel like you have that flexibility anymore. But if there's a group of you in a room playing, you can just tell each other, "You don't do that," or "We don't do this," or "Leave that alone," and then punish the person who breaks those rules. Certainly, certainly one of the um, one of the one of the games we came up with with Connor. So there was a boss fight in MGS three where you had to take on the um, the ocelot, the ocelot unit. unit. So you started off in a um, in a kind of rundown shack, didn't you? Yeah. With a trap door in the floor, and a and a barred window. And we we came up with a game of uh, okay, so who can uh, who can take out all the ocelots the fastest? But it it just we'd sit there, the three of us, pass the pad, wanted to have a go, and we'd all just work on what the previous yeah. person had done. Just go, okay, that works, and that didn't work. And we we had a system, and even to this day, how long ago was that? 10 years uh, we are easily more than 10, 10 no it's more than 10 years it'd be 11 11 12 years i can still remember the first three or four steps to take out the first yeah. three or four guards yeah. i think it was and, and even then did we even then like do a non-lethal yes yeah we had a non-lethal version stun grenade out the window on tiptoes sneak through the oh no take out the guy who comes in through the door sneak out through the back shoot the guy it was awesome yeah, there were those stages. And I don't know if you remember annoyingly that we'd been perfecting it all afternoon. And Connor was the one who ended up with a ridiculously quick time because he worked out a dive through the window. <laughs> and and even, so it was after hours of experimenting <laughs> and still digging at each trick. other, found it, find different ways to do it. And, and things that you wouldn't do if you were sat on your own. Yeah. And probably wouldn't do even if you were playing online. That only comes from being in the same room as someone. Now, Connor, uh, Connor makes a really good point here. I've, I've got a question. Do you think with the release of PS2 games on PS4 in conjunction with SharePlay, we'll see a resurgence in this form of gaming? No. I'm going to yeah. say no. Connor says, having experienced playing couch co-op via PS4 SharePlay on Nominal Galaxy with Nick, Nick Case, um, it's an incredible feature. I, I would say... Looking back again, going back to um, previous podcasts that we've done in preparation for today's show, I realised I've not used SharePlay in over a year. You haven't used SharePlay since you had a gone Shadow Warrior mm. when I reviewed it, and I think that's fifteen to eighteen months ago. I don't know whether that's just because of my shonky internet connection, but it wasn't mm. a great experience, and it was 
I'm not sure it's something that I would sit down with a beer and do, but maybe we should try that. We this this is a point actually that Connor makes as well, and I know the other guys have touched on it on occasion. As you as you grow older, when do you have the time to get everybody together? Because it's all right saying, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll do it via share play," but that requires two of you being available at the same point in time, and it doesn't work all the it doesn't work all the time, unfortunately. The points when you become available, say we wanted to play something, I might be absolutely shattered and need mm. to need to sleep, or we might be. We have had this happen a few times through some co-op games where Rose has needed needed you to go and yep. see her. Yeah. So you you don't get that same experience. It's just a, just a side effect of growing up, I suppose. In fact, in fact, some of the for some of the most successful and competitive um, multiplayer experiences that we've had have been asynchronous. So um, mm. things like the uh, Motorstorm RC. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That and, didn't require uh, anybody in the same room. Hitman Contracts. Something that we're looking forward to with mm. the new game coming. Um, those where you don't have to have people available at the same time, but you can get the challenges and the scores. Just Cause 3, this in it a little bit already, but actually the um, challenges that it puts out. And yeah. by the way, I have you beaten by miles on your throwing a person distance <laughs> by now you are oh, you're eclipsed i saw that <laughs> um, that's what you get when you chuck a goat off a mountain um goat's not an enemy wait classed it as it goat's not an enemy <laughs> null and void goat's not an enemy it went Meh. no goat's, and he was gone. goat's the, not an enemy the game said it was so i'll take that um but yeah i'm, I'm with you i don't think it's going to re- resurge Couch cop gaming. I think it's going to give people more options to I, do it. I I think that this month we need to do it. We need to do we need to do share play couch co-op night. Maybe maybe even try and get some other people and see yeah. if we can recreate a classic evening of gaming. Yeah, in, let's see what we let's see what we can do in Halifax, Hull, and Sheffield. Yeah, it's at least it's all still within Yorkshire. Then it's all it's all getting a bit live aid, isn't it? <laughs> Hello, we'll be asking Halifax. for donations. <laughs> okay, so okay. thank you very much to everybody who contributed to um, that little discussion. It was really nice to hear from everybody, actually. Yeah. And, um, I think it's fair to say every comment we've had, everything that people have dropped in, and, and, and in fairness, some people have sent us quite lengthy emails on this. Um, everybody's in agreement. It's not dead. It's something that actually we would make use of. And... That's nice to hear, because I thought exactly the same thing. Uh, I would lament Couch Corp disappearing, and that ability to play cooperatively, even if you're in different locations. Well, that said, let's, um, let's not move off the theme immediately. It's time for another Codec Call quiz. Now, it's funny you should talk about people getting together and, uh, and gaming, you know, families. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> now your your wife is desperate to hear this. Oh yes. So I'm wondering what have you got up to? Uh, so this week I um, I sat Lucy Brown down in front of the console, and um, <laughs> my my wife is not a gamer. Okay, my wife when she was young played a lot of Super Mario Brothers, and she's very good at it to this day. She knows where all the warp zones are, where all the secrets are hidden. She's amazing. But she's got no she's got no talent or interest in any other games. Except for Costume Quest. Yeah, that's very true. Yes. Okay. 
had an hour and 26 minutes of audio, which, <laughs> which I've managed to, which I've managed to whittle down into about, into about six segments of varying length, but none of them are that long, but an hour and 26 minutes of audio in which she okay. compared an awful lot of games that we played to Costume Quest. <laughs> and seemingly all of them came up lacking. <laughs> so I've got in front of me, I've got six games, um, which you will you will hear Lucy playing, and I want you to tell me what the game is. Oh no, this is yeah. this could be impossible. I think you'd be surprised, <laughs> right? Um, and, and none of them are costume quest, are they? And none of them are costume. Oh god, no, right? Couldn't handle that kind of level of excitement. <laughs> so okay, so yeah, you need to give me a number between one and six. Um, I'm going to go with six. Six. It's a nice picture for the opening. Something tells me the nicer the picture the introduction to the game, the less likely it is to be nice. <laughs> Lucy's little. That... Yeah. The music does make me think something really bad's going to happen in this game. <laughs> There's a shot of some cow parsley and some trees. And the sun is setting. What could possibly go wrong? As you know, it's not rising. It feels like a set, although you're right, it could be a rise. It looks very real. It does. Are you going to play the game or just stand there? Uh, well, I pressed the X button. Oh, I need to move. Because <laughs> all games, the X button is the only method of control. It's actually real, isn't it? It's not animated. What do you mean it's actually real? I, I think I know what this one is. It's not computer generated, is it? Or is it? Okay, I'm on an English country road, it would appear. Yeah, I know exactly what <laughs> that one is. I think you might know what this one is. Yeah, it's um, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. It is. That is a testament. So, yeah, okay, it was Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Give me another number. Uh, let's do number three. Number three. Okay, I've got some options here. One of them is sex, so I'll see what that's about. It's not what you think. Use R to look around me. Todd, I can look around. Oh! Now I've done something entirely different now. I've changed my skin colour and my hair. Ah, so character creation. Oh! I don't have to turn my head. Turn your head. This did, is a game I can get into because I'm now getting to choose my hair colour and appearance. Did this take a while to to get through the character creation? <laughs> this is um, <laughs> something like you getting really no, no, I found it. Okay. I'm just thinking if it's a lengthy character creation, I might just, have an idea. Just, just as a point, I have trimmed this down somewhat, but there was there was 45 minutes of this <laughs> of, of setting a character up. That's that's all I'm saying. It's far that far, isn't it? We went through no sculpting. <laughs> it's worth it's worth hearing. <laughs> it's worth hearing the rest just for the comedy value. In fact, actually, I was right. Fallout Four. Yeah, it was Fallout yeah. Four. My favourite bit comes when uh, when we finish the character creation. Some sort of octopus-type metal robot has made me a cup of coffee. Oh, I see Sally joined you at that point as well. In the hat at the door. I'm just going to work out how to get the door open. Mum with the clipboard. What's happening now? We're on a platform. There's a lot of people clasping their hands together. Mm -hmm. um, it's a nice little tunnel scene up ahead. Uh, but I've no idea what to do now. Well, it's not that bit, uh, is it? <laughs> I'm going to talk to Mrs. Whitfield. Okay. Hey! Well, she hasn't got a lot to say. Oh my god! Oh, there's been an explosion. My control was trembling. It's quite a big Hold one. On. <laughs> yes, it was. It was so, Fallout 4. The destruction of Boston. <laughs> it was quite a big explosion. 
an understatement there. A little bit. Right. Go on. Next number. Uh, number one. Number one. Now there's some scary Klu Klux Klan then. Oh, and... I am the scary Klu Klux Klan member, and I'm uh, running across the desert. Where do you think you're going? Um, no way! On top the Klu Klux Klan some sort with of Journey? Flaggy type thing yeah. on the large Allen Keys. <laughs> this is... I'm climbing up a sandy hill, it's quite hard work. Get I've, I've, I'm speechless. Strange flaggy Allen key things. Yes, the strange flaggy Allen key type things that the Ku Klux Klan member is heading towards. That's journey. So you want to have to pull up with? <laughs> Come on, give me another. Uh, let's go. Next one along. Two. Two. Okay, already this is not looking like it's going to be my kind of game. <laughs> it's an FPS of some description. Man looking at me. Just not feeling it so far. <laughs> Think get no it in fluffy a bunnies, no cartoon characters. He looks, the man that I'm looking at, looks quite like Sean Bean with an eye patch. <laughs> I've never heard Big hey, Boss described as looking right, like Sean Bean. Binoculars. This involves using the buttons on the front of the PlayStation controller that I really <laughs> prefer to avoid. <laughs> oh, there's more button now. There's an R3. I don't even know what R3 is. Because uh, when you press these ones in, so it'll be the right one. I apparently have to stay out of sight. This, this ended <laughs> badly, didn't it? Given my ability with PlayStation controllers. Oh, just. <laughs> what have you done? Just falling off the edge of a rock. Just trying to climb back up it. Not quite sure how that's going to go. Oh no! Just falling off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get more than a foot from the start of the game before she died. <laughs> You want to you want to see when she actually got into a gunfight? No, I don't. No, I don't. It's brilliant. Um, I did. I did particularly like Sean Bean with an eye patch. Sean Bean, Sean Bean looks nothing like Sean Bean. Kept you waiting, her. <laughs> Just because you used to live down the road. <laughs> right next. Um, what we got? Uh, number four. four and four and five. Let's do number four then. Oh blimey! There's a lot of instructions. So I'm being told all the controls now. I think I'll pick them up as I go along just fine. Usually do. Yeah, easy. Ooh, re straight into it. Yep. Ready, go. If only I could remember what those controls were. That's oh, it. there we are. Found the throttle. And we're off. So it's some kind of racing game. Yeah. Oh, corner. Corner. Already crashed. The trouble with me is there's no... Ow, and again. No, it's still going, still going. There's no moderation when it comes to steering with me. That's the trouble. Now, <laughs> in the daisies again. Oh, oh. I just can't steer. I can't really describe the game to you, Matt, because I'm trying so hard des ouch, to desperately steer. I, I think I'd be better at a drag race, like a nice... Ow! <laughs> that's, that's, that's wired her up to some kind of electrodes. That's how it went on for two laps. <laughs> um, if it's a racing game and you're still on the PlayStation, is it Drive Club? Oh, do you care to expand on that? Is it Drive Club Bikes? It was Drive Club Bikes. You put us on Drive Club Bikes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that is a bit unfair. <laughs> Still terrible driving. Last one, last one. I think last one's my favourite. Oh, we've saved the best one till last Yeah, one. go on then. That looks like fun. Excellent. <laughs> it's not like a fighter game disguised as something far funner, is it? <laughs> no. Is it as fun as it looks? <laughs> For a start, yeah. It really is. 
Can I just say this has got the best opening screen of any game I've ever seen. It's going to be fun. So here I am <laughs> in a field. I've broken a fence. That's the first thing I've done. I think that was a good thing. I don't know if I have to do certain things or if I just can do what I want. <sighs> it's kind of fluffy. But there's a slightly sinister element to it. I've lost my head. Oh, it's a <laughs> oh I've just flung an armchair quite a long way. It's a bit like trashing a hotel room as a rock star. Go up simulator. I've got horns and a beard. <laughs> I have to say, I do wonder what goes through game developers' heads when they make things like this. <laughs> so I, do we all. Seriously, who thought this was a good idea? I mean, it's fun, don't get me wrong. But they must have been off their head on something when they made this. <laughs> so I shall, <laughs> I shall be sending that to Kirsten. That had to be Goat Simulator. Six out of six. Yeah, well done. Goat yeah, Simulator. Okay. She's, she's very good at describing the games. Isn't she just? Yeah. yeah. yeah she can she can say what yeah. she can see. She can say what she can see and I can edit. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on. me and from credit moment just leave me a quick message to say sorry but we've accidentally recorded the podcast twice as long as we normally would so we've split it into two parts and you can go and check out part two now it's also a very subtle way of promoting the fact that you can now leave us a voicemail message on skype uh so if you want to be on the next codec call why not get in touch now uh, especially if you've got anything to say about game stores couch co-op or my wife's gaming prowess simply search codec moments on skype or visit codecmoments.com for more info. Uh, 